Hello, I'm Christina Glickman and welcome to Extra Life and Style Unscripted, the podcast. This show and my energy are like Oprah's Super Soul Sunday meets Gucci Love Parade. If you love that, I think you'll love this show. We'll talk about entrepreneurship, fashion, edgy motherhood, aging, everything in between to shift your energy into greater possibility for a life unscripted. Because after all, I built this show for you, for us. Let's go. This is a Soulfire production. In this episode, we talk about what to say. You guys know I have a lot to say around here, clearly. But simple enough, every single day we're faced with conversation that can be sometimes awkward, and we find ourselves in moments that we just don't know what to say. Even the best of us that are good at this, which I think I'm good at it because I like to talk so much, but with confidence or empathetic ears, we do get stuck. And so today, I want to talk about some things to say when you don't know what to say. If you want to continue to connect and have conversation, which you know I do, you can always send me your email address so you can hear me and all things extra. My newsletter is out and has all the bells and whistles of what's happening. I hope you don't want to miss it. So send me your email at christina.glickman at comcast.net or find me on Facebook or LinkedIn. I'm still not on Instagram yet, at least when I record this. Not really sure. Not looking to get banned for three times. And it would mean so much to me and the show if you'd subscribe, leave a review for the podcast. It's how we reach more amazing people like you. So let's get into it. Hello, Extra Love Army. I'm so happy that you're with me today. As always, I hope you know how grateful I am that you press play and you listen here. And a lot of you send me emails or DMs and you share with me how something has landed or how it made you feel or what you might want to talk about next. And just thank you. Thank you. That's all I want to say is thank you. So today's topic, what to say when you don't know what to say. And I said this before, I mean, isn't it funny that it's what we do every single day. We talk to one another or we try, but sometimes the topics can be brutally hard and we end up being totally unsure of what to say. Well, not only is this wildly normal, but I do think if we talk about this, it might actually help us kind of go a long way in healing some conversations and situations that might otherwise be met with silence. And while I know I'm not the greatest at being silent, I do know that's significant, especially when you're trying to listen and make sure somebody feels validated as they're sharing something with you. But I think a lot of the times we either say something we think is wrong, we don't say something back at all because we don't know what to say. And I want to release us from how our sentences sometimes land on somebody because if we go in with good intention, it's the best we can do. So let's be clear in this conversation that there's no right or wrong. There's no great way, bad way, in-between way. We're all just trying to navigate conversation and I think ultimately make somebody feel better or let them know that we're here. But sometimes we say nothing because we don't know what to say at all. And so I do know a phrase I say often is, I don't know what to say, but I'm here. That kind of encapsulates a number of feelings. But as I was thinking about this, I was really going through kind of a list in my head of like, gosh, what are the situations where I don't know what to say? And a lot of them usually become when somebody has gone through a situation that is either traumatic or has a death or a loss, something that's really big. And so after I, you know, listen to somebody, I usually say, you know, I don't know what to say, but, I, but I'm here. And so I want to share that because I think that sometimes we don't 
respond to someone because we don't want to say the wrong thing or we don't want to hurt them. But I think that it's actually worse when you don't hear from somebody that you think cares about you because I think ultimately we want to be seen. So we want someone to say, I'm so sorry what you're going through is so hard. I don't know what to say, but I'm here. Doesn't that feel nice? It feels nice. And while I don't think there's truly a way to comfort somebody, especially from you know losing a loved one, I think that expressing a genuine sentiment that shows you care means so much, right? And again, let's just like stair-step this one. It could be as simple as the phrase, I'm sorry for your loss, which is not simple, but at least shows that you are very aware and, and saying something. You know, I love the, I'm here for you if you need anything. But the thing that I actually find a little bit difficult with this about, is there anything I can do to support you? I like that question, but I'm going to say as somebody that has, you know, experienced loss, as most of you have, I don't believe anyone's going to say, I'm going through a really tough time. Can you send me a lasagna? So I would love to suggest if you can, next time you are in a situation with somebody that you think might need an extra hand, an extra hug, whatever it might be, I would say, just do, don't ask. And I know that most of you are feelers like me. So I'll be like, oh my gosh, well, I don't want to drop off, you know, X, Y, Z. What if they're allergic or they don't like this? Or what if, what if this, and what if that? And then it stops me. And then instead of being so empathetic and compassionate, I do nothing because I'm paralyzed by myself. And this is my plea to all of us as humans, just do, really, just do it and make somebody feel seen, right? And validate them. This must be a difficult time for you. And I know that we don't wanna trigger deeper emotional wounds by any stretch, but here's something that I had to learn. And if my friend Jamie's listening to this podcast, she'll understand that we had our mothers in, in very ill stages. And when her parent passed, in order for me to feel like I was being helpful, I remember that I was sharing my situation with her, right? Talking about my own grief and what happened. And I was actually overtaking the conversation about me. Now, that's the last thing on earth I was trying to do to my sweet friend, but I was so uncomfortable with her own pain that the only way that I thought that I could have this doorway to grief with her was to share my own experience. Now, I had the best of intention, but it really landed the wrong way. And it did not make her feel that I was there for her. And so I share that that was a very, very hard lesson for me, but I'm trying to understand that, first of all, there is no comparative suffering, we know this, but when you don't know what to say, I would suggest taking a pause and a beat. And rather than launching into how the story is relevant to you, because that's a connection, right? Your intention is good. I'm going to ask you to just kind of take a pause and listen. Let them know that you're there if they want to talk about it or that you're here for support or how terrible or how sad. So that's one category of, I don't know what to say, but I'm here. But I think that there's also some other things about, I don't know what to say. Like, how about when somebody brings up an inappropriate topic or you can feel the tension coming up because there's a controversial opinion, something's happening. And this is also where I say, we got to use our voices here. We got to use our voices to inject that something is either inappropriate to us or making us uncomfortable. And so again, this goes in levels. One of them can be, you know, I'd appreciate it if we didn't talk about that here. I don't know. Or, you know, pointing out that you do respect their opinion, but, you know, you respectfully disagree. 
or maybe just moving on and saying, you know, that is a, a very big topic. Maybe we can say that for another time. But I think having some tools to say these things helps overcome some awkward conversations, right? Versus just hightailing it out of there and changing the topic. Because again, this happens all the time, right? And what I think is kind of interesting about that in particular is that, you know, you don't have to go into the fire. You don't have to then suddenly talk about your own religious beliefs and politics and all the things that are really hard to talk about. But if you're in a situation where somebody is bringing up something that you think is wildly inappropriate, for you to say nothing also kind of makes it like you agree. And I don't think we live in the world anymore where we get to do that. I just don't. I think that that kind of silence is deafening. So in my humble opinion, I think that interjecting a statement, sharing that, which is, you know, while I respect your opinion, I do disagree. You know, if you'd like to have a conversation about it at a later time, I would be open to hearing that. Something, because otherwise I feel like we continue with a narrative that might not be okay. This stuff's hard, you guys, by the way. But I do think that it allows us to muscle that confidence of ourselves. Also, if we have children, they get to be role modeled by that. And it gives us some of our power by using our voice in that way. You know, I think, again, as I was going through the list about what, I don't know what to say. It makes me also think about, you know, what do you say when you're at an event and maybe you want to meet new people and you want to make a good first impression and spark conversation? It reminds me of the podcast I did, The Death of Small Talk. So I won't go into that, but you can always go back into the archives and look at my podcast about the death of small talk. But I think that there are some conversation starters that are a little bit better if for an opportunity to level you up, especially if it's a networking event for your career or for your business. And, you know, everything from, you know, if you are at an event for work, you know, what are you enjoying about this conference so far? Or what brings you here? Or what was your favorite session? Or something to make it seem as if you're interested in what this person has been introduced to or listening to. But it takes the conversation to a level that might allow you to actually have more conversation about an area of interest that can show off maybe some of your own talents, which isn't so bad. Now, another area for me is, what do you say when somebody says something not really nice to you? I mean, I would like to say this doesn't happen, but it does. A lot of it is passive aggressive, of course. Now, there's a few things, right? Some of us that want to avoid conflict altogether is that we just remain calm and we say nothing. And the thing is that the void of words speaks so loudly, right? Because I also feel like sometimes when you don't say anything, you're not giving anybody any sort of weapon back, which is a little bit strange and hard and weird. But, you know, the other area is that you can always play it off, right? And, you know, put some humor into it. And that could also rub somebody the wrong way. And another way could also just to be, you know, being really positive. You know, you kind of smother them with a the positive energy about, well, you know, just do my best out here. Nobody's perfect. And the reality is that when I'm sharing these things, you can see that there isn't a right way, but the right way is for you. And just knowing that there's ultimately some words that you can say. And one thing that I want to sort of end with here, I wanted to talk really about the fact that just having the statement of, I don't know what to say, but I'm here. That is so powerful. And to use that one in our everyday life, that's really my main message here today. But the last thing I really want to end on, because this is wildly important is that what you get to say when somebody wants to share a compliment with you, because I don't think we receive this well, especially as women, 
And here's the thing. I believe the reason we don't accept compliments well is because that means that I agree with you. So if you say, Christina, oh my gosh, I loved your talk on X, Y, Z. And I go, oh, thank you. For some reason, me accepting that makes me think that I'm saying to you, oh, I know I'm so great. Isn't it so awesome? It's so great, which is actually not the case. And so we do know from science that when you give a compliment, it gives as much joy for the person that gives it as it does for the recipient, but it's hard. And the higher your self-esteem is, the more you can actually accept it and just say, thank you for noticing. Wow, that really made my day. So I'm going to leave you with a couple of things. One, receiving the kind words. You know, we say that all the time. I receive that, which always kind of makes me giggle, but I'm going to receive it. And then I usually try to send it back. And then I will also leave you with, you know, sprinkle those things out to other people all day long, right? If you find somebody and you, you like their boots, say, hey, I like your boots. You know how happy that's going to make that person? It's happened to all of us, hasn't it? And it's the little things that make the days even better. I think we know that. So I will leave you with this. Life is hard. We know that. The things that make it a little bit better are each other, which is why I'm so grateful you're here. And so ultimately... As we go through the roller coaster of life and these things happen, practice saying, I don't know what to say, but I'm here. And I promise you, it's going to feel like a very, very big warm hug to somebody that you care about. So as always, I love you. I think you're the greatest. And as you hear that, clutch your heart and say, thank you, Christina. I received that because you are the greatest. Till next time, Extra Love Army. Thank you so much for being here. Don't forget to subscribe and we'll see you next week.